0: I will lead a short meditation now, where I will uh, introduce some of the points I made. Of course, there's always the breath, so you can always return to the breath. So don't let yourself confused uh, by maybe questions or things I say, just see them a bit of as pointers and then if you notice that they trigger some kind of thinking. And then just leave it. Yeah. So and I will move. So some of the things I might say, they they might not make sense for you. So then you just you know, so just move along. So it's just a bit of uh, playing around. So let's start by reconnecting. We take a few moments. To check in and bring, your, bring the sensations in your body, your own energy, into the foreground without pushing anything away or a gentle sliding into presence with what is. If that helps you, you can stabilize your mind a bit with the breath or your hands or any other sensation in the body. So there is the content of your experience and your content the content of your experience consists of two things the stream of sense data and then what your conceptual mind does with it. So if you See if you can become aware of the content of your experience like as if you become aware of clouds or like a river flowing. Either you stabilize yourself a bit with the breath and then you just notice the flow of your experience. breath, sounds, thoughts, feelings, taste and smell, that is the content of your experience. And then you check if within this floor, within this floor, if there is something solid, something non-static, something which is not a vibration, but which is solid, unchanging. And if you find something, then you look at it. You just look at it. So the content of your experience, non-static, flowing, changing, vibrating. And then you just check, is there a sense of an I having that experience? So is there a sense of I have an experience, I have thoughts, I have feelings, I am listening to this voice, I have an experience. So that I, you know, that sense of I having an experience, try to look at that. So try to get a sense of what you mean when you say, I have an experience. This is my experience. These are my thoughts, my feelings. So when you when you kind of you you look and get a sense what what do you mean when you say say I I have an experience? What comes up for you? Might be a sense in your body, or might be a a, a thought, like uh, some story or mental image, or uh, a kind of sense, kind of vague sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I. That's me, I. So now, you look at that sense of I. What do you mean when you say I? And you have to acknowledge that it is also an experience. Right? Is it an experience or not? The sense of I, the I. Isn't that an experience? You have a sense in your body or you have some words and stories. Isn't that an experience? So that can't be the I because it's part of the experience. So Now you try to get a sense of the I which has a sense of the I. Who is that who has a sense of I? So then approaching this from a slightly different angle, so if you look at your experience, whatever it is, you, you might need to stabilize a bit with the breath so that you have a bit of a, that your mind is not all over the place. So what in, in this vibrating, coming and going, is the I? Is it the thoughts, sensations, feelings? Is it the whole thing together? But what, what is the I, when you say I? So it, so it must be somewhere there in your experience. Is the, the thoughts, is, is that the I? The sense in your body, is that the I? The sense of the observer, is that the I? So there might be, like, the conclusion, yeah, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. That's that's me. That's the whole thing. But isn't that an experience, the whole thing? It's like a mental concept combined with some sensations. So the whole thing is an experience. So... Who is observing that, the whole thing? Who knows the whole thing? The whole thing is definitely not you, because you're aware of the whole thing. So you are even bigger than the whole thing. And again, in the whole thing, you don't find the I. Because all you find is many things, and they are all changing, moving, vibrating. Nothing in your experience is the I because you're experiencing it. You're bigger. And then if you look for that which is bigger, you can't find it either. There's nothing there. So uh, Let's just sit quietly for a few moments. With what is, not knowing where you are and who you are, just this. and whole, this moment happens by itself. Uh, so, before I open the space for question, all the the instructions of um, shamatha practice, they apply still. I mean, I hope that you have a daily practice. If not, it's time. Um, so, like, you know, the different objects we have talked about, you know, And all the stuff, and it might be, it might be, uh, you might be in a place where it would be helpful to still focus mainly on the shamatha part of the practice, and then, but then whatever object you're in contact with, whatever it is, pleasant, unpleasant, doesn't matter. You, uh, you look. You know, you, you maybe initially with a kind of a bit of co- a conceptual understanding, giving yourself some instruction. So you look at that which is there. In the nutshell, it's changing. It's not satisfying. It's not me. And that's it. Yeah. And then I might send you some some little teaching, some instructions uh, to uh, yeah, to give some input to this. so any questions? Yes mm-hmm. So uh, la- last course you uh, instructed us on this meditation and mind like the sky where we like can uh, observe this. Boundaryless space in which everything arises and
1: disappears mm. into. Mm.
0: How does that relate to uh, no self? That's a different thing. So okay. we will talk about that. Now we are. Now we are in not. We are not there. Uh, so. It will come later. Mm. Yes.
1: On the construction, you said something like, put sixty percent in the peripheral awareness, Mm. forty on the tray. Mm. So, we're looking into things now. Am I supposed to look into the forty percent, trying to detect the vibrations, Mm. and the sixty still remain, Mm. or
0: should I try to perceive them as vibrations also? Second, yeah. second yeah so this instruction of 4060 that was an instruction i might have even said 2080 i'm not sure it could be Uh, so 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 if you come to a point where um, where after having done that, that, done done some time, that actually the object, like for example, the breath, uh, stays really in the foreground, and and so the like the 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 cause dullness and the cause destructions have been de- dealt with. Then you then you start to tune in more into the object. So it's not like it's not like when if the meditation object becomes really distinct and clear and you can't hold it that you try to uh, keep on going what is else happening. So then then then, then this uh, so then then the meditation object might at one point fill out your complete experience. Yeah, Do, do you understand what I say? Maybe. Yeah.
1: That's, that's yeah. So, for instance, I'm, I'm sensing my hand. Mm-hmm.
0: The sensations are vibrating, exploding. Mm-hmm. The difference all the time. Yeah. At the same time, it's early in the morning and the car is. Coming. Yeah.
1: Sound starts very low, Yeah. so it's not startling. And while I'm aware of these vibrations, mm-hmm. I clearly sense, oh, there's a car coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And should I then try to deconstruct?
0: That's a possibility. Yes.
1: The approaching sound as well. Yes,
0: that's a possibility. <laughs> but remember you can have discriminative attention only to one object. So you can't uh, have a deep insight into the impermanence of the hand and the car at the same time. So you would change the object. Uh, So because you can either, I mean, you can have a vague sense that this is coming and going of the car. But our mind is only able to have discriminat- discriminative, uh, discriminative, discriminative awareness uh, within focus awareness, not within peripheral awareness. Yeah. Second question. Yeah. Um, if there is a
1: subtle sound, Loud, mm-hmm. like my wife has risen. I haven't noticed the small sounds, but suddenly she bangs a cup. Mm-hmm. Then I can feel a movement within me, mm-hmm. coming from, let's say, she's on the right side. I feel something moving inside of me over to the left, and then my mind
0: constructs, Oh, that was a cup. Yes yeah. yes, that, that's uh, you know, it's uh, it's very uh, it's very it's not it's quite in I mean it's quite a deep already a deep uh, insight <laughs> to start to distinguish between the experience itself and what the conceptual mind does with it there is a gap but that gap is so quick that for most people with the, with the sense with a sense perception there's already the name and, and the quickest name like the quickest stamp which the feeling team it's called feeling this has nothing to do with emotion so the feeling team is one of the teams which is awake all the time it's working 24-7. And the feeling team gives a stamp on each sensory uh, experience and it. they have only three stamps. Good, bad, neutral. And this is so quick that it's for like a not trained person. It's not possible to experience the thing without that stamp because they are <laughs> but it is possible. Yeah. And then uh, the, the kind of what you described, that is a bit that they are already probably, the stamp is already on, good, bad, neutral. But then our conceptual mind does much more with it, the other teams. You know? So then from that team, it goes to the other teams and, and they do something with it. And there, it's it's possible to uh, to have um, to start to get a sense of the bare experience. Yeah. Uh. Yes.
2: I'm studying the shamatha now. In the same time, mm-hmm. it's exciting also a lot of information. Yeah. But and then you sent this text out the other day, the Ingram text, mm-hmm. which is very interesting reading also. Mm. But I had one puzzle with that because it seems like he's almost making a competition of how many experiences you can make. Like a, he has this mm. great wording, it's like a vibration yeah. yeah. Where we did the meditation last week uh, with the trying to feel the hand and you would accept yeah. things coming up. Yeah. yeah. But for him it's almost like you should really try and be uh, competing uh. with yourself right. how many things you can do. Yeah. And I'm yeah, it's just curious. Yeah, it's it's written for boys. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why
0: I find it so. So he is a boy, and uh, it's written for boys. Like his fans are all boys. I'm, I'm, that's cool. And 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 it's just a trick. It's just kind of uh, like uh, a thing of, I mean, it's. N- I, you have, the girls also have boys, so you have that also in you. It's not like, I'm not talking about women and men, yeah? So I'm talking about a certain, using a certain competitive kind of warrior, uh, precise spirit. And, and and for some people that works. For many people it's not good. Because they, they are perfectionist or... They, uh, so they would. Uh, for for many people, it's better to kind of let things come and not you know have this kind of competitive thing. But then to 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 bring you know and Daniel Ingram does it a few times in his book, or also uh, the Kula Dasa, the other book I I recommended with the Shamata they are like, sometimes they give some challenges. And and we have just to feel, is that helpful for me? For example, a challenge would be, uh, the sensation in my right hand and left hand, are they different? So, and that kind of can spark a bit of a, a it can break the routine. So, if you have noticed that you, that you have fallen into r- routine in your meditation practice, like, Breathing meditation for ten years, then you have to break it. Routine will not is there is no insight in it. Yeah, okay, but uh, so and then it's good to have this. Yeah.
2: So it's a good mix. Let's so try this and you know exactly like then do that for a little while and then.
0: Yeah, if then it's if it's exciting for you, then do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it even more. Uh, I mean, do it like. And then read his book and and then, you know, so it's just not recommendable for everyone. And you have to, when you get into this kind of competitive, precise, uh, you have to look after exhaustion and tension. So that.
2: I'm just finished, but it could be a mix. Yeah. in a meditation practice you go again, one minute you do this and then you relax exactly. then like, yeah. you, you have your you know, engaged again
0: so you can do it like that uh, you can uh, start more relaxed, open more and then go precise and then you go relaxed again in the end Or so it, it's like you can really uh, play with different instructions and and you don't need to do the whole, the same thing th- throughout the whole session. You can move around, you can play around, yeah. Thank you. yeah.
1: Yes.
3: When we focus on meditation, when we choose something to focus on, yeah. could it be a sensation in the body? Doesn't matter. Or a thing, or a situation going on? Because it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. Everything is impermanent it's not satisfying you it's not you everything it doesn't matter what kind of experience it is uh, it also doesn't matter if it's good or bad it, it it's it can be it can be the pain it can be the joy it can be it doesn't matter what it is so this is also of course good in in um, in terms of practicing in daily life because of course it's not, it's not enough to have your 20 minutes or 40 minutes meditation practice. You need to become a detective of, of anatta, anicca and dukkha in daily life as much as possible. <coughs> Short moments no? like a breathing meditation, particularly when something is challenging. Yeah? So these are all moments when, no, when you are reactive, oh. it's changing, it's not satisfying me. Uh, when it's anxiousness, then that's pretty clear that it's not satisfying you. But, but, uh, so it's not satisfying you, and it's not you. So I said it already. I, well, I'm not sure if I said it already. When I say it's not you, this is a, a meditation instruction. So don't discuss, ah, yeah, maybe it's me, or it's all me, or something like that. It's a meditation instruction. It's not saying that it is really not you. (laughs) Because you could also say the opposite. You could also say, it's all me. What I see is me, what I feel is me, what I think is me, it's all me. That's via positiva in Christian mystic. Via negativa is it's all not me. And both statements lead into the same experience. Which is an experience of
1: hmm.
0: Ah, forget it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was thinking when we were talking about the ego, one could say that the ego is the personality. No, it
0: depends. You know, When you use the word ego, you for yourself, you need to become clear what you mean with it and then you can study Okay, what does F- Freud mean when he says the ego mm. when you read Jung he says something else also they you knew they are both deep psychologists yeah. so yeah. What I meant, it, yeah.
3: it includes both uh, positive and negative and it's kind of my weir- vehicle to having this energetic vibration uh, experience of of what it is to be me. It's my it's my vehicle. Uh, the personality and the ego is my vehicle to have this experience of the energy vibration, which is me. Could one say like that?
0: You can say anything.
3: Huh? <laughs> you can say anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It is, of <laughs> so. <laughs> What I'm, what I want to say is, yes, you can, you can make your, your own story about what the ego is for you. That's, that's okay. Just know what you mean when you, when you for yourself use the word ego. When I use the word ego, I know what I mean. I mean the psychodynamic view on what the ego is. And it's a good thing. So if you use the word ego, maybe you actually use it in, 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 a, in the sense of no self. Like maybe you would be someone who uses the word egolessness or something like that. But then the ego, which you talk about, is, a, is not the psychedelic ego. Uh, the psychoanalytic ego.
3: Yeah, but I try to translate the ego, the personality, into that it is a vehicle for me to experience. So, and the, so the personality. Energy, what? Vibration. So,
0: so are you saying? So it's for like you,
3: traveling. What I said now. So. I don't. I don't stuck with the ego. I try to mm-hmm. translate ego personality. It, it is my vehicle. What What, do you, right vehicle? what no? do you mean with vehicle? What do you
0: mean with vehicle? Vehicle. Um, this is my my vehicle to experience. This this is my ve- vehicle. So there's an owner there. Yeah, yes it is. Who is the owner
3: yeah. of
0: this vehicle?
3: And in the Who is the? Nee, this is a
0: question. Who is mm-hmm. the owner of this vehicle?
3: No one. Oh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but you don't know. Okay.
3: It ends in a vibration, kind of. I don't. Yeah.
0: Okay. Know. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Like a vibrating energy field, mm-hmm. we think, which includes all this. It's yes. a traveling, I, ex- I try to, to say, uh, to understand it. Ego, vehicle, energy vibration, and it's finally an energy vibration. Mm-hmm. Like, a, 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 like a, a drop in the ocean is not uh, the ocean but it's a part of the Why
0: don't you call it just energy vibration?
3: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah and, and then you can put a name tag on it. Ego? But uh, why would you do that? I don't know. I that don't so you could understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Angles. I understand. And, uh, angles. Uh, yes, uh, I understand. So, well, I don't know if I understand, so maybe <laughs> this is just, uh, <laughs> I mean, mm. yeah.
1: Never
0: mind. So, you can call it ego, that energy vibration, but why would you do that?
3: It's a way to understand the I.
0: How does it help you to understand the I? Well, I don't
3: know, I'm just trying. <laughs>
0: yeah, <okay. laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, it's, it's supposed to be confusing, this. Yeah. That's why I'm teasing you a little, yeah? Okay. Uh,
4: maybe this is a silly question, um, but you know me, I've been doing this kind of meditation for a long time and I love it, mm. I do it every day. Um, so when I ask this question, like, who am I? So I can feel into my body and uh, feel this subtle vibration, uh, a contraction, almost a pain
1: in mm. my heart. Mm.
4: And so I know this is not me. It feels like me, mm. but it's not because I know it. So in, in this meditation, uh, if I go into it deeply, it dissolves it disappears I can't really catch hold of it mm. Um but if I go out of the meditation the, the absorption in in the practice it, it still it still comes back mm. and it's it's always there a little bit mm. in the background yeah. mm. um, So my question really is like, will this go away?
1: (laughs) No.
3: Um.
1: Will
0: this go away? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I I don't know exact. I mean, it's difficult. It's always a bit difficult um, to to be sure that that I understand what that experience is. Uh, So, um, but I assume if, no, if you have done this again and again, and um, so the, so you have done the non-finding again and again, uh, then at one point, if this, gets deeper and deeper the non-finding experience that will undermine the need to contract. Because the experience of that there's nothing to defend will be stronger and stronger. So I think at one point you will be able to die with any, without any, any uh, defense, without any resistance. I think yes, but I'm not sure if there will be still I mean some kind of uh, here I am or something I mean not not in a but, but like some kind of uh, like density uh, so on. this I don't know, but the kind of contraction mm, which comes from uh, the defensiveness that that will that will go away that will dissolve. But then you would be an Ahad.